This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap up. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky inside our San Francisco studios. And boy, you go back to Warriors warm-up. What was that? Uh, about four and a half hours ago, Matt. It was a lot longer than that, J.D. Right about the middle of the show, uh, we got the news that Draymond Green was, in fact, going to sit out the ball game tonight. Of course, he, he took the, the hard fall in the win last night at Memphis, and he was dealing with uh, what wound up being officially listed as a sore heel. heel? Yeah, uh, which and is an injury I don't think I even knew he had. I- exactly, and and to that point, he's got a bunch of different injuries that have all started to pile up to where you had said early on in the program, hey, is are we sure Draymond's going to play? And, and I, I want to say maybe two minutes after you said that, he was questionable when he wasn't even on an injury report until – that yeah, point in time. Well, I, I should give a shout out to John Curley, the morning show producer who put that idea in my head around uh, noon today. Yeah. Because I, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but when Curley pointed out, hey, you know, dealing with some injuries already, hard fall last night, tip off less than 24 hours from last night's tip off. Like, this was a spot where if there were 10 guys, of course you would arrested Draymond. The only question was, would they feel like with as few guys as they had, they needed him. And it turned out they did need him, and he also didn't play. So we found out Draymond wasn't going to play, and it was going to be the Warriors with eight players tonight. Glenn Robinson the third, Eric Pascal, Willie Colleystein, Alec Burks, Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Amari Spellman, and Marquise Chris. Those eight players on the second night of a back-to-back on the road against a Mavericks team that's been playing well, coming in at 8-5, and five, and Luka Doncic, who's been playing just out of this world basketball in the early going of the season. We thought, hey, this is going to be a tough game for the Warriors. And wow, was it a tough game for the Warriors. Uh, they find themselves down by 28 at the end of the first quarter. It was 44-16. to 16. They would trail by as many as 50, and only a late Jordan Poole hoop made it a 48-point game at the close of business. 142-94 is the final. Mavs beat the Dubs, so the Dubs now 3-13 and on the season. It was the Luka Doncic show tonight, 22 points in the first quarter. He finishes with 35-11-10 in 25 minutes. The 15th triple-double of his career, the 7th this season. Nobody had ever recorded a 35-point triple-double in 25 or fewer minutes before Luka Doncic did it tonight. I believe no one had recorded a 30-point triple-double in 25 or fewer minutes, and that's all great, and and Luka's great. Tonight didn't convince me he's any greater than I already thought he was. What tonight did convince me, and there's probably not a great way to check this, but certainly in my lifetime, 
and I feel like probably ever, that Warriors roster tonight might be the worst roster an NBA team has put on the floor before the All-Star break in the history of the league. If you, Obviously, there were some lineups in the 50s that would struggle now. But if we're talking relative to the other, that's just, I mean, Glenn Robinson III, Eric Paschal, Willie Cauley-Stein, Alec Burks, Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Omari Spellman, and Marquise Chris is just not an NBA roster at all. No, not even close. I, I, it's a mediocre G League team, to be totally honest. It, it's just, it's not good. And I, I think you have a team coming in that was on a little bit of a high last night. They get a big win, their their biggest win in terms of margin of victory of the three mm-hmm. that they had had. They're feeling good. Second night of a back to back. The defense had been better. They had found some scoring from from Alec Burks and and from Glenn Robinson the third, and Eric Pascal had been good. And then. I think you find out, well, Draymond's not playing, what, an hour before tip-off, essentially. Yeah. And I, I think it's natural to have a letdown with an under-talented squad, second of a back-to-back, going up against an out-of-this-world player. And, and look, there haven't been any nights even close to this this season in 16 games. That's essentially a fifth of the season now. You 16 times 5 is 80. you got two left over. So we're about, a, about 20% of this season in the books. Warriors haven't had anything close to what it looked like tonight. No. But the one thing that you do have to keep in mind, given the state of this Warriors roster, there are going to be a few nights where it gets pretty ugly. Tonight just happened to be one of them. And unfortunately, I, I hate to put it this way, but with good reason. Yeah. I, this Was this Jordan Poole's best game? 11.7 assists on 5 of 14? He shot 50% from two-point range. He got it going a little bit. In the fourth quarter, which yeah, I mean, maybe is something all... that could translate moving forward. That, that's okay. Yeah, it's not like the first quarter was any less garbage time than the fourth quarter of this game. So it doesn't really matter when he did it. it it'd be, In fact, when they're down 44-16 at the end of the first, that was my first thought is let's get Jordan Poole in here and just start gunning. It can't get worse. Let, let him try to find a rhythm. And maybe that happened. Uh, you know, Kai Bowman continued to play well. Eric Pascal was more or less what we've come to expect from Eric Paschal. And this just wasn't a fair... This wasn't... This was truly unfair. Like, you see bad matchups in the NBA. You see schedule losses. You see teams that are clearly much better than the other. But very rarely am I watching an NBA game thinking this is completely unfair. And that's what it looked like. I mean, it looked like a Division I football team in college playing a Division Three football team. They're not the same class. So I don't know how much you can really read into it. And... There will be other terrible losses. I mean, the Thunder loss early in the season was terrible. But it's not the same as this. I mean, I don't think this happens again unless they are similarly depleted again. 888-957-9570, If you want to react to this one, it's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search, John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky here. Warriors lose tonight to the Mavs, 142 142- to 94 you heard it right here on 95.7 the game uh, the 48 point margin of victory the largest ever by the Mavs over the Warriors the, the previous was a 45 point win for Dallas going back to 1985 uh, the Warriors using their 11th different starting lineup in 16 games tonight that is never good and again I mean you just think of how depleted this team is with without Curry, you know you're not going to have Clay Thompson. 
Then you take away D'Angelo Russell and now Draymond Green. Oh, by the way, in addition to Kevon Looney and Jacob Evans. Yeah, I mean, so here's kind of the point to me if we're talking about roster depletion, right? Is Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. That's probably your starting five. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So let me world. read to you what the Dallas Mavericks look like if you do that to them. <laughs> Maxi Kleber, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, Boban Marjanovic, Jalen Brunson, Courtney Lee, Ryan Brokoff, and J.J. Barea. Yeah, that's an even game. And that's an even game. That's an even game. I mean, that's that's what has happened to the Warriors. Like, we can talk about a lot of little things, right? I mean, there, there are little things that they've done better at times and worse at times. There are players who have certain things they seem to be developing and other places you'd like them to develop more. But at the end of the day... No NBA team is going to do that well if you take their whole starting lineup off the roster. It's just, it doesn't happen. I I thought Steve Kerr said it best in the network portion of the postgame show, which you heard here on 95.7 The Game. Flush it down the toilet. We're not going to watch the film on this. Move on to Utah. Yeah, because why would you watch the film of, again, a game that was just an unfair match? Like, (laughs) maybe a better example would be if the if you've you're you know it's high school basketball and you let the freshman team run against the varsity because it's a bunch of young guys G leaguers and veteran journeymen it's just not it's not a fair matchup if you've got a, a takeaway from this one we'd love to hear from you if yes, you I we mean would. you you did touch on I think. A small positive takeaway from this thing, which was Jordan Poole. He did play 30 minutes. He did play a little bit better in the fourth quarter than maybe he had been playing in in games of of late, woefully slumping. I other than, I mean, Eric Pascal, 22, 8 of 19. I mean, he was a minus 43 on a night where everybody's <laughs> going to be a big-time minus when That's... you get beat by 48. But, yeah. I mean, there really isn't a lot to take away from it. I don't. I struggle to find anything to take away from it, frankly. I mean, I don't think you want to take away anything from it, right? And and I think Steve Kerr might have said those things. Flush it down the toilet. We're not going to watch the tape about any really ugly loss. But this one, honestly, even if they'd only lost by twenty, I think you throw the tape out because this is just not. This isn't an NBA basketball team. I mean, you did. I couldn't even. Like, the Warriors have been bad all year. But when they had Draymond or Draymond and D'Lo, you can critique some of their play because there are times where you can see they're not doing what they ought to be doing. They're not giving enough effort on defense. They're not moving the ball enough. This team I watched tonight, I don't even know how to critique what they did because they just don't have the talent to do any basketball things against a real NBA team. It's that dramatic. All right, one more Luka Doncic nugget before we get to the phone lines here. At triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, Luka Doncic. This via ESPN stats and info. Luka Doncic, the first player in almost seventeen years to outscore, out rebound, and out assist a team in a quarter. The last time this was done was February nineteenth of two thousand and three. So we're coming up on seventeen years in a couple of months. Allen Iverson did it to the Bulls on that night in 2003. That was a very bad Bulls team in 2003. Luka Doncic did it tonight in the first quarter. He outscored, out-rebounded, and out-assisted the Warriors in the first quarter where they trailed 44-16. to Is that right? God. 
He did. Yes, he did. I thought I see. I, we checked this, and shame on Lucas Alexander. He told me he did not out rebound them, but he sure did. Yes, he did. I mean, that's just triple checked and confirmed. Holy goodness <laughs> gracious! Yeah, Lucas Alexander, wrong again. But uh, it's not a surprise. It's not. I, wait, 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 wait. Which part? Well, both. I I meant Luca <laughs> okay. dominating a, a. I just want to make sure we're destitute warriors. I, we're sticklers for accuracy in this show. No, you're right. I should be clear that it's it's both common for Lucas to be wrong and also uh, expected that Luka Doncic would dominate tonight. I mean, I don't know that anyone could have expected he would outscore, rebound, and assist the Warriors for a quarter. That's insane. But again, who are those Warriors? I mean, they're just not guys who are made for this. I, I'm trying not to be too harsh because it's not their fault. The top five guys on the team are gone. Any team would essentially look like this. Let's go to Rob in Oakland. Rob, you are up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Ah, we're hanging in there. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm doing well. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that what I'm seeing with the entire season so far is uh, I'm kind of happy with it. Like, we've, we've used the NBA as our doormat to the finals for the last five years. And rather than come back, and given the circumstances anyway, rather than come back and be a piecemeal, mediocre team and be like Denver and Portland and all these folks that are in like that, you know, four, five, six, seven range. Let's just be a cellar dweller, get uh, a good um, draft pick, and try and rebound next year. Like, it's it's kind of a, like, if you go from worst or first to worst and then worst to first, that I would give uh, in a heartbeat. Now, it just kind of sucks, of course, that it's at the Chase Center, right? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, look, Given the circumstances, yeah, the Warriors could have pieced it all together and won 43 or 44 games and been a 7 or an 8 seed in the Western Conference and got beat by the Lakers or the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs or maybe gave them a fight to 6 or 7 games if Klay Thompson comes back and you bow out and at that point in time you're you know you're picking you know, 18th or maybe you even lose your pick, depending upon where you fall in the grand scheme of things. It's top 20 protected. Uh, that's not an issue now. No, it isn't. I, I get where you're coming from there. I mean, it's not really being done by choice. It's being right. done for them. Yes. So, so that's the first thing I'd say is it's this is not a strategy. I, it's not born of strategy. Sure. It may become a strategy that's at right. one point if, if somebody maybe comes back and plays handful of games and then gets shut down or, or comes back later than expected. Regardless, the Warriors have every reason to think that they're going to be a damn good basketball team next year as long as there isn't another catastrophic season-ending kind of an injury between now and then. Right. And, you know, I've, I've seen – I saw someone in the pregame texted us that, you know – Joe Lacob or Bob Myers have done a poor job of preparing for this scenario because they didn't look to the future enough. While they and and you know people have gotten on them. For how do they let Kendrick Nunn get out of the system? And yeah. and I think it's just a lack of understanding. Like, in order to do the things people are suggesting they should have done, they'd have been doing them in ways that took away from their title runs when they had not just a very good chance, but were in fact prohibitive favorites to win the title. 
Like the idea that they would have what cut Quinn Cook or Alfonso McKinney to make space for Kendrick Nunn because he was playing good in the G League last year to make sure no one took him over the offseason. It's just not realistic. And yeah, and look in hindsight, the, you, like if you knew the way it was going to play out, yeah, you'd have you would have kept him, but you didn't. Right? So you couldn't. Or if you knew you were going to lose the finals because Kevin Durant was going to get injured and Quinn Cook wasn't going to be a factor, then yeah, maybe you find a way to make Kendrick Nunn a full time player. But that's ridiculous. It would have been a ridiculous thing to do given the way it actually play, uh, played out when you were expecting to win another NBA title. And as far as building for the future, while they were doing that. I don't know what more Bob Myers could have done. You don't have good draft picks when you have the best record in the league virtually every year. And they stayed with veteran pieces because they believe those veteran pieces gave them the best chance to win. Yeah, I I think at some point, and this is lost on some fans, not everybody, I think at some point there there is this skewed belief that well, hey, the 30th pick needs to turn into right. a rotation player. And the reality is the 30th pick doesn't, most often Almost doesn't, never. you know, turn into a rotation player. So I, I think in hindsight, there are some that want to point to those things as if they're major negatives. When in reality, it's just the same issues that every other team runs into that's picking in that spot for the most part. Yeah, just like just the, the Warriors had their big hit when they hit on Draymond Green. Like teams typically hit once, you know, once every thirty years with somebody that good at um, that point. I would argue that they have hit not only on Draymond Green, but I'd argue they've hit better than average on three specifically number thirty picks in the last decade. Because Damian Jones is playing in the NBA right now. Better than most 30th picks. Because I'll read you some of the other ones. Yeah, but that doesn't win you the argument necessarily with those that think, you know. I understand. Ah, I, but here's yeah. the argument. It, it depends what the argument is. My argument is Damian Jones and Kevon Looney are pretty good 30th picks. Yeah, definitely. Because Kevon Looney. I, clearly I, I, Kevon Looney. Yeah. Festus Azili, I would argue, was a pretty good 30th pick. Oh, I think he pick. was, too. Yeah. Here's some other Better ones. than Damian Jones, even. Nemanja Netovic, remember him? Yeah. Lazar Hayward, remember him? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Christian Ayanga from the Congo. J.R. Giddens, I don't believe ever played an NBA minute. Petri Kapanen. Now, you do get some good ones. David Lee was a number 30 pick. Jimmy Butler was a number 30 pick. But those are by far the exception. The rule is mediocre to never plays in the league. That's what you get at the end of the first round. That's what you get in the second round for the most part. You know, the guys, the Gilbert Arenas, the Draymond Greens, these are by far the rare cases. That's yeah. why everyone freaks out it's so much. It's once every it decade maybe that you get a really good player at An that all-star. level. It, you know, if That's right. Yeah. It, you know, and and some teams it's even longer than that. 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 9-5-7-0. Warriors lose to the Mavs tonight, 142-94. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search rolls on here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky back in our San Francisco studios. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Mavs beat the Dubs tonight, 142-94. to 94. That's right. 
The Warriors never led in this game, trailed by 28 at the end of the first quarter. It was an ugly score at the end of the night. It was an ugly score at the end of one. It was an ugly score at halftime as well, Matt Kolsky. 74-38 at halftime. The largest first-half deficit for the Warriors in nearly 30 years. January 15th at the Indiana Pacers. A, A record night on the wrong side of history for the Warriors. Yeah, I believe I saw the biggest loss overall since the 70s, someone said earlier. I think it was Connor Letourneau said 1973. That's before their – like that is – that means all those losing years between the 75 title and we believe they never got beat this bad. And I think that just – that should drive home the point to people – not that there's something wrong with these guys, but that this just literally is not a good enough roster to compete in an NBA game. I, I, I don't know what else you can do with that. Could guys have hit a couple more shots? Yeah. But did this these eight dudes have the talent to slow down Luka Doncic? Absolutely not. No. No. They they do not. Uh, and now, as you know, Steve Kerr said, flush it down the toilet and move on to the next one. Well, the next one doesn't get any easier, as the Warriors will be in Salt Lake City on Hopefully, Friday night. Draymond will be back, though. And yeah, and you know, Draymond Green. We'll we'll see. I mean, I he's got a number of different issues and, and injuries. I think probably too many to even put on the injury report. So the Warriors just picked one and, and I think and they, went with it. Yeah, and I think they would give him a few days, a few games, if if not for what we saw tonight, which is just that they don't have other guys. I think if they weren't hard-capped, they would just sign somebody off the street or a few guys off the street and let Draymond rest, but they can't even do that. And I think that brings up a bigger point because I I do think there is going to come a time this season where Draymond Green is shut down. Not for the entire season necessarily, but hey, he's going to get a couple of weeks. Yeah. He's going to get, like you said, maybe a month, uh, and maybe they do that, and then he comes back, and then maybe takes an early end to a season at some point, all due to the buildup of injuries that that he's dealing with at, at this point. If there isn't, unfortunately, a, you know, another one. Right, Obviously, we hope there isn't a major one that that you know has to be dealt with, a la Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson, uh, or or even you know, D'Angelo Russell or Kevon Looney at this point. But I, I think you will see at some point Draymond get a little bit more of an extended break once they're healthier. I, I think you're right. It's just, boy, it's hard to know when that's going to be. And, you know, Kevon Looney and Alan Smilagich, while they don't solve the guard depth issues that the Warriors desperately need help with, they do give you a little extra buffer if Draymond is out again in terms of just having enough guys to field a team. But boy, you, you just uh, scoring can't arrive soon enough, and Draymond can't get back soon enough, and that's that's just what where we're at with this Warriors team right now. Well, and I'll tell you another aspect of this thing tonight that that just goes completely awry. And the Warriors, if you're just joining us, eight players tonight in uniform for Golden State. It, it just goes to show how big getting last night's win was. Just to clear the air a little bit and allow a lot of the hard work from the last few weeks, even though it hadn't been resulting in any victories 
but a, a lot of those close competitive losses, just for this group to get one, to have it hit home, uh, you know, in a manner where it's going to keep the team fighting here moving forward. I, I think that is a huge thing that they were able to get that because you, you imagine losing last night, having Draymond unable to play tonight, and then you lose by 50, and then you're it's your ninth straight loss right. at that point, and you're staring 10 in the face because you're playing the best team on this trip on Friday, and then you're you know coming home maybe with a 10 game losing streak and it and it the thing you're worried about is you lose enough games eventually there's a couple of games like tonight because you're banged up and because you lose the will to fight a little bit that hasn't happened yet I think you throw out tonight as far as that's concerned but the Warriors ability to win a few games here and there is going to limit I think the chances of there being too many more games like tonight because guys will keep fighting yeah yeah, I mean, last last night turned out to be, I think, as big a win as a team like this can really have, right? I mean, wins aren't really going to matter for all that much. In fact, if anything, they may hurt you a little down the stretch if, if you do end up winning more when Steph Curry comes back. But the way, the way I put it to Damon in the afternoon show today was, yeah, overall, you don't really care about wins and losses for this Warrior team. And in the long run, you may actually prefer losses to wins. But a nice rule for a tanking season is anytime you've lost seven in a row, you can go ahead and win one. Like, no matter how bad the year is going to be, there just is a level of losing that no one's going to be able to handle from a mental perspective. And you don't want to lose guys mentally because the team just doesn't have the roster to compete, especially when that's a result of a disastrous rash of injuries as opposed to just, well, we built a bad roster. And I guess the good thing is everyone knows that, right? I mean, it's not like Gwen Robinson and Marquise Chris are sitting there going, man, we thought we were going to be good with this eight, and, and it, just, it just didn't happen. Like, they know. They're not going to volunteer. They're about to get waxed by 48, but they know how bad mismatched they are when they go into a game like tonight you mentioned Jordan Poole as a semi-positive I'll, I'll go ahead and take Kai Bowman as a semi-positive fourth okay. start he goes back into the lineup with Draymond out Draymond have been playing point guard he goes for 16 points on seven of ten uh he scored in double figures in three of his last four starts when he's been out there as a starter he's shown an ability to put the ball in the basket and on a night where Nobody effectively put the ball in the basket at a 50% clip except for him. I think you got to deem him a positive. I honestly, I did not see this coming from before the season, but I think Kai Bowman is definitely an NBA player, right? I mean, I, it's not a starter probably, but when I watch a guy like Jalen Brunson, who's been a really good reserve guard for Dallas, why can't Kai Bowman be that, right? Tough. Thick-bodied, short, but but physically useful point guard. Plays some defense, can knock down a three-pointer. He has shot the ball really well from three. Bowman has this year. So these are the these are the little positives, right? If Jordan Poole can catch a little something from his fourth quarter, if Kai Bowman can keep showing us that hey, this is someone who can get a few buckets when you go to him against reserves. I 
that's something to cherish. It's something to hold on to for the time being. <laughs> I, go ahead. Well, I was just going through as we were having this conversation because it it occurred to me as 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 you pointed out, obviously going in with eight players is is always at a disadvantage. And we've talked about it's not just any eight; it's the bottom eight on the roster, basically, that are still left. But I was also just starting to think about the level of experience here. And I, I'm I'm just nailing it down because I don't know exactly how many years Glenn Robinson has been in the league, but you're talking about eight guys, and Robinson is one, two, three, four, five seasons before this one. So eight guys with a total of before this year, 21 years of NBA experience between them. If you take Alec Burks out, it's 13. Eight, seven, seven guys with 13 total years of NBA experience. No wonder. No wonder. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, tonight is a night that, you know, we've dissected it, and there are reasons for it. Of course. And, and I think, look, I think most Warriors fans understand it, but here's the reality. And look, we're we're not going to spend more than you know the next twenty minutes or so that we're on right. talking about this game, and then we'll flush it away as well. But the thing that that is a reality in this is this was Game Sixteen tonight, and as much as you and I can both look at each other and and look, I, I said it, you know, the third game of the year, you know, I, I said it back in July, yeah. you know, I, I like the 2020, 2021 Warriors more than I like than 2019-2020 Warriors. And, you know, that was before we've seen the worst-case scenario. Even if you believe that, and I think I believe that stronger than than most, yeah. although you believe it as well, Yes, we're 16 games in at this point. So there is 66 games to go still. Yeah. So, the, the you know, as much as Warriors fans may get it and understand it, there's 66 more that we're going to have to dissect and, and find – either small positives or pieces that fit for the next year or, or topics to bring up. Yeah, it's still hard, right? I mean, you can know you have whatever. Uh, like these pneumonia. games are still going to happen and there still may be five more that the Warriors lose by 40. Right. You can know you have food poisoning and understand that you're not dying and food poisoning is still no fun, right? I mean, that's that's sort of where we're at. We, we know this is likely to... Maybe not this like we saw tonight, but this is going to be a 60-loss season or thereabouts. This is There's going to be a lot of ugly defeats. And given the level of injury right now, there's going to be a lot of nights where they don't really compete. Knowing it doesn't make it easy. All right, we've still got your call. The game coming up here. Uh, we can sneak in a couple of calls. We're going to hear from Eric Paschal and Kai Bowman. And we also need to take a look at the reverse standings ah, as yes. well. Before we get out of here, Warriors lose to the Mavs tonight. Do they get extra points in the reverse standings for a loss like this? Well, or? they don't, but they were helped. <laughs> yeah, they were. Tonight by uh, a team that probably should be playing significantly better than they are at this point. We'll get into that coming back. It's J.D. and Kolsky. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. 
Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. It's John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. Warriors lose to the Mavs tonight. It's 142-94, the final Golden State, now 3-13. and They uh, have lost seven, uh, or eight, rather, of their last nine now. Uh, is, uh, actually, wait, did I get that right? Yeah, eight of nine. Yep. At lost seven, one, one, seven of eight, eight of nine. That's right. Yeah. My goodness. The loss is so much I can't even add the math up. A lot of goofy head. math tonight with lot, a forty eight point defeat. Sure. A lot of goofy math tonight. Uh let's go ahead and get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T Mobile. Warriors get the ball, goes oh. down the way. Eric Pascal flies oh. up and dunked it over two Mavericks. All right, that's your call of the game. Slim Pickens tonight, Matt. Not just, uh, yeah, obviously, Slim Pickens. Um, Were you terrified during that play watching it? Because I was. No. Was that the one where he sort of fell hard after the dunk? Yes. I'm at a point where anytime someone on the Warriors hits the ground right now, I sort of put my hands over my eyes. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't get that on that particular play. I mean, if Eric Pascal gets hurt right now, I, I, I don't even say. It. <laughs> You're right. Let's I, never mind. Yeah. Let's. Can we dump that? Sixty-six Alex, to go. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. But hey, if you know the call of the game and can identify it tomorrow, nine thirty. Tune in to Joe Lowe and Dibs here on ninety-five-seven. The game. If you can correctly identify that call we just played, you you'll win fifty dollars to Schroeder's Restaurant. At 240 Front Street in San Francisco, the call of the game is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the aforementioned Eric Paschal. Uh, Paschal goes for 22 tonight in the Warriors' loss to Dallas, uh, scoring in double figures for the fifth straight game, uh, and he goes uh, over uh, 20 points again tonight. Uh, team high, 22. Uh, Eric Paschal after the game. Uh, for sure. I mean, uh, it's an 82 game season, so that's one thing that uh, you gotta realize about this league is one day you're gonna have one of these games like this, and you just gotta forget about it. We got another game coming up in two days, so I feel like we'll be all right. We just regroup uh, mentally and physically, and be all right for the next game. We've got two jerseys now with Thomas and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Right. I mean, how was it? How was it? I mean, I guess, despite the loss, how was it playing? Oh, it's always great playing against all the uh, my Villanova guys. I mean, I already played against three, three, Mikael, Jalen, and uh, Josh. So, I mean, it's definitely good to play against these guys. I mean, proves what Coach Wright done. I mean, Coach Wright has done a great job of just uh, helping us out and producing uh, a lot of NBA players in the past few years. Did you get Josh's jersey? No, nah, I didn't get Josh's. I have to next time we play him. When you when you have a guy like Doncic just locked in like that, is there what what can you do other than the obvious. Um, I mean, it's hard to stop a guy like that. I mean, once he gets going from that, like that, from three, and his ability to pass the ball, it's hard to stop him. So, I mean, I feel like we just gotta keep trying to uh, make him uncomfortable in any type of way. But in reality, a guy like that, I mean, he's so dominant. At such a young age, he's only 20 years old, younger than me. So, he was just saying, like, he, yeah, three years younger than me. So, but uh, nah, he's a heck of a player. It shows every night. I mean. I think this season, how many triple doubles does he have? Like seven? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This uh, this early in the season, like he's doing a heck of a job. So he's a great player. Yeah, the Warriors ran into it tonight. I mean, they ran into a Luka Doncic buzzsaw. 
And you just don't think about that. The fact that he's three years younger than Eric Paschal tells you how incredibly special that kid is. Yeah, and he was just tremendous. Uh, 35-11-10 triple-double in 25 minutes. And we talked about it on Warriors Live. 15th triple-double of his career tonight. Seven of the 15 are this season. They've played 14 games. So half of the Mavs games, he's had a triple-double here in the first month of the season. The other uh, big positive tonight for the Warriors was Kai Bowman. Let, let's go ahead and hear uh, a little bit of Kai Bowman uh, after this ball game. Uh, just trying to pick up the energy on the defense end uh, and knowing that we just got to come out and play harder uh, than we did in the first half. When Luka's having a night like that, what's your mindset defensively when you have to pick somebody up that's having I mean, it's hard when somebody when somebody's going like that. Uh, so just try to disrupt them any way you can. So that's the biggest thing. You guys know how important it is to come off to a hot start. How do you guys know we won that? Uh, I say we just learn from this, uh, play a game. I mean, that's a good thing about the NBA. You got so many games ahead, so just learning from this and going to the next one. I know it's still early in the season, but what has it been like for you just going through the adjustments so far? Uh, I mean, it's just a blessing for me to be be here, uh, biggest opportunity. So just being able to be here with these guys and just learn, pick up things each and every night uh, is big for me. Move on from a game like this. Just say, you know, it's Friday. We're in Utah. Let's just oh yeah, yeah. I mean, then again, you know, 82 games, so got to move ahead. Can't look back at this one. All right, Kai Bowman there uh, after his seven for ten shooting night, he winds up scoring 16 points uh, back in the starting lineup in the Warriors' 48 point loss to the. Dallas Mavericks. And what Kai Bowman has been able to do, I think, is very nearly as surprising and impressive as what Eric Pascal has been able to do. I mean, it may not have as lasting an impact. He may not be around with this team as long, but I think he's done just as good a job of proving he belongs in this league in the time that he's gotten. And and I think with any luck, he's a guy the Warriors can hold on to and develop as a, a bench guard who, who I think could be helpful. Quick look at the reverse standings here before we get out of here tonight. And there was one swing game in the reverse standings tonight uh san antonio lost in the nation's capital to the wizards the wizards beat the spurs 138 132 why is that important well it gave the wizards their fourth victory of the season so with the warriors uh losing tonight they are three and 13 the warriors now are the only team in the nba with three wins or fewer. Everybody else has at least four wins now, including the Wizards, who got their fourth win tonight. But it is they it are, is getting tighter. Uh, uh, they're also the only team with more than t- more than 11 losses. So they're two losses free of the abysmal New York Knicks and one win worse than everybody. Yeah, exactly. And three losses uh, now ahead of the Blazers and the Spurs, who are now the next two worst teams in the Western Conference which is surprising. I think both of those teams would tell you they they firmly believe they're playoff teams this year, but they have dug a hole that they are going to have to really try to climb out of in their final 67. And when you're – look, 5-10 and 10 might not sound like a huge hole, but when you're a 40-45 to 45 win team, that's a real big hole. It's a and hole. I don't know that the Spurs are going to be able to climb out of that. The Blazers may be a better chance if they get healthier, but both those teams may have already lost – they may have already taken the bad losses that keep them out of the playoffs. To your point, you get five, six games under five hundred. You almost have. You're going to have to have at some point a twenty and ten yeah, kind of big a stretch. Streak.
Yeah, you're going to have to have a really good streak. Over a good chunk of the season just to get back into that position where well, if you play 500 for the you know, the, the, the bulk of it, then you are, like you say, a 44-win team. Or yeah, so. the Kings have not been very good, but they've managed to hang around at 6-7, and seven, which keeps them much more in that playoff race than the Spurs. No, they have, and after they were 0-5, they are 6-2 and two yeah. since their 0-5 start. So they've actually shot up on the exact same time frame that the Spurs – and the Blazers it's still, have fallen apart. But it's very, yeah. it's very very early. Again, we're about 20% of the season uh, in the books. All right, that's going to do it for us. I uh, want to thank uh, Nash Solomon. want to thank Ryan Mouser. Who else was here tonight? Alex has been here. Alex Scott. I mean, we don't have to thank him, but oh, he I, has been here. Did I thank here. Nash? I, I, yeah, I, you did. I shouldn't have, th- I shouldn't have thanked Nash. Hey, uh, Nash sat somewhat close to me while I watched this basketball and, game and said a lot of stuff. And, so maybe that helped. And, and I had wandered out for a meal to, to watch to mm-hmm. watch the game as well. And I come back in. I'm like, Nash, what the hell are you doing here? And he just he hangs says, out here all day. I, I said, Nash, because, you know, he's got a little different shift now, uh-huh. different role. I'm like, Nash, what the hell are you still doing here? And he says, oh, I'm 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 hosting tonight in the butcher shop. I said, oh, okay. Well, that okay, now it makes sense to me. On so air Nash. I had Nash on the brain. Nash is coming up with Ryan Covey yes. as he fills in for – Joe Shasky on the butcher shop. So we'll, we'll save the Nash Solomon thank yous until midnight. <laughs> he can thank himself. Because those guys are coming up next and they're going until midnight here. Thanks to thank Alex himself. Scott. I'm Alex Scott, said in the I'm Kevin Durant voice uh, as we get out of here. Warriors lose tonight, 142 to 94. Kolsky, you're back tomorrow with Damon and Ratto. Yes, you and I will be back on Friday yes, we will. at 4.30 when the Warriors take on the Jazz. That's going to do it. Enjoy the butcher shop with Covey and Solomon. Coming up next on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.